The Art of Relationships radio show is copyrighted, no use in part or in full is to be used without express written consent from myself, Greg Dzinski, or the Art of Relationships radio show. Thank you. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor, Greg Dzinski, also known as Master G, the Art of Relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners and help him with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Welcome everybody to Sunday evening. This is Greg Dzinski. Sorry, little stutter. <laughs> and this is the Art of Relationships radio show. Okay. Welcome everybody. I want to give a shout out to the Human Awareness Institute. A lot of great people out of southeastern Michigan. If you're interested, uh, check them out. Again, that's the Human Awareness Institute. A lot of people help promoting uh, love, intimacy, uh, probably shaking off the cobwebs and getting away the fear where you can get back into loving yourself and also other people and not being afraid to let love into your heart once again, okay? So check them out, Human Awareness Institute. Southeast Michigan. Hopefully everybody's doing awesome. The Lions, Detroit Lions, they suck ass. <laughs> um, okay, getting on to tonight's show. Talking about getting rid of yelling and screaming at each other. How many people explode into, I mean, nonstop battles, verbal Battles, name calling, yelling, screaming, ripping each other apart, uh, going for the juggler with your tongue, if you will, and not in a pleasant way, okay? Um, this show is dedicated. I'm going to get into my philosophies about <clears throat> perhaps why the screaming, why the yelling takes place, okay? Then I'm going to come up with some avenues that hopefully help you out to get rid of them. Okay, to try to reduce them, get a hold of yourself. And the thing about my philosophies is that I only want one person at a time to handle it. Okay, one person at a time to take care of it. It doesn't have to be both. Many other professions or whatever, they want both people. It takes both people at the same time to initiate a change. Um that's great. If it happens, fantastic. However, this is the real world. Got it? It's very rare you're going to have two people doing positive things at the same time to reduce the yelling, screaming, argument, or, you know, the chase and withdraw, bickering back and forth, right? My philosophy is only takes one of you, and it doesn't have to be the same person all the time, right? Only takes one. And it makes it easier, less stressful on the relationship. I'm going to get into that tonight, right? So check out my website, also my blog site, the Art of Relationships blog guru. So I post a lot of information from the shows and some other tidbits, whatever. I'd love to hear your comments on that. Facebook, I'm all over Facebook, the Art of Relationships radio show, and the Art of Relationships. That's another more or less blog format to help everybody out and try to give uh, bits and pieces to promote, you know, love in your relationship, increasing intimacy and ooh, sexual closeness and sexual awareness and maybe get rid of the fears of that as well. So, but tonight's show going to be talking about getting ways to kick off the screaming, yelling, get rid of it, kick it off the curb, if you will, okay? 
This is Greg Dzinski. This is our Relationships Radio Show. Give me a call live, 586-212-4196, okay? It's anonymous. Don't be shy. Give me a call. People that called in before, they know. I don't get into, uh, you know, giving out people's names or anything. So if you listen to the show before and had callers, there will not be any names asked for. If you want to give them, that's cool, okay? But I don't ask for them because I respect uh, everybody's privacy, and it's all anonymous, okay? So this is Greg Dzinski, Master G. Remember, give me a call live, 586-212-4196. Okay, like I said at the beginning, it only takes one of you to stop it, to calm the situation down, right? Now, what happens, you get in, your partner's yelling, screaming, everything, right? And you said, oh, my God, there you go, flapping at the lips again, yelling, screaming. Oh, my God, what are you, a five-year-old? E. They're going to rip your head off anymore, right? And rightfully so, they probably should. Your intent is to de-escalate, right? Get rid of the screaming, yelling, but you're making it worse. I'm going to get into the wise, right? Most yelling, screaming, most arguments start, right? Typically, the basis of feeling attacked. No brainer. Duh. Everybody knows that. You feel attacked, whatever. So I want to, later on, I'm going to talk about reducing the mechanisms that you attack, that your perception, or I should say, the receiver's perception is being attacked, getting ripped apart, and all of a sudden, you both get defensive. But I think basis of the yelling and screaming is let's face it right you're not feeling listen there's a difference you know being heard right you hear the words the old charlie brown uh stories the operator that's all they're hearing so there's a difference between hearing what your partner says right and actually listening to the words and how many people getting a point where you start talking and the other one, they ain't even listening. They might be hearing, right? They're listening to the, the volume of your voice or maybe even just seeing your lips move. So they're watching for this and they're waiting for those lips just to stop, right? And they're already planning their attack before you even finish, right? They have the retort. They're planning already out. They got their defensive strategies, and they're not even listening, right? That needs to stop. So, you know, that's part of the why the screaming, yelling, go back and forth, all this, you know, defense measures, right? You feel like you're being attacked, right? Or maybe you're trying to speak your mind, and you feel like you're not being listened to, and your partner's ready to pounce back, right? Like maybe you throw a jab, they're ready to throw a left hook, and you're not listening to each other. You get defensive stances, right, emotionally, and you attack one another. You stop listening and trying to work it out. It's almost like your enemies, instead of trying to get at the root how the other one's feeling, right? Again, it only takes one of you to do this, right? How many arguments, screaming, yelling, right, comes after misperceptions? You think he said one thing, and you take it as an attack, as an insult, as criticism. And most people know I'm a huge smartass, and I love joking around. However, if it hurts somebody's feeling or they take it the wrong way, you know, is your partner going to say, oh, Grow up. I was only kidding. Oh, my God. Thicken your skin, right? That's not going to make it worse. Why can't you say, you know what? I was only kidding. I apologize. I shouldn't have, you know, shouldn't have crushed you or shouldn't have, you know, I wasn't criticizing. I was joking, man. I didn't mean to offend. See, only takes one to settle down the situation. Again, you know, we're looking at screaming, yelling matches take. Defensive stances, that's usually what triggers them. Misperceptions, right? Not listening. And also, a huge one is self-worth. 
right? Self-worth, self-esteem might be in the toilet. So what do you do? Some people withdraw. They don't like confrontation. They don't say anything. The other extreme of that ride, if you will, is you have low self-esteem and you're trying to force your loved one, your partner, to hear you, to listen, right? And if you feel disrespected, it's your way, an unhealthy way, of trying to gain your self-respect and your self-worth back for yourself so you attack, right? You attack, you want to be right, you want to be heard, you don't want to feel like crap anymore. So instead, you try to force feed what you have to say by yelling, screaming down your partner's throat or eardrums, right? So that makes it worse. Those are main the main aspects. There are other reasons why, you know, screaming, yelling, all this. But I think these are the foundations. And I want you to look back and see when you start yelling, screaming, your partner yells on the screen. Look at what's going on, you know. Do they feel attacked? Do they feel ridiculed? Do they feel torn apart emotionally, verbally, right? Is that the essence of maybe what's going on? And maybe you can check yourself. Again, it takes one of the couple dynamic to reduce this. So if someone's yelling, screaming, I can't believe you, <laughs> you know, whatever. Can one point, you know what? You know, I'm sorry. What'd I do? Ah, right? Or are you going to yell, scream back and forth like a tit for a tat, which a lot of people do, right? In my office, I run into this a lot. They'll be yelling, screaming back and forth, and I look. I'm not surprised, right? And I look at him. I'll let him go for maybe a minute or so. Then I'll look. Um, are you guys paying me to listen to you argue, yell and scream at each other? Um, it gets them to stop and maybe think for a little bit. And I want to change, you know, the dynamics. And I want the couples to understand and actually really learn and listen from each other. You know, why is your partner screaming, yelling, whatever? Is it out of frustration? Is it because not feeling the old dynamics about feeling love, respected, desired, all that aspect? So everything comes out. You're trying to scream, yell at everything, trying to gain attention, right? You need to gain attention, Maybe you need to talk softly. And one of the key elements to numerous of my shows is about vulnerability. If you come out of a spot, <clears throat> excuse me, of anger, you're going to attack, right? You're going to pounce on your partner and not in a very pleasant way, right? You're going to pounce and then your partner, then you have this tit for tat going back and forth, okay? So... You know, then misperceptions go back and forth and it turns into yelling, screaming. You don't love each other. You hate each other. Then the name calling, right? You call each other names. And I'm not going to get into graphic details, you know, on here about names. I'm sure you have your favorites and are not the love pet names. Oh, baby. Oh, cuddle bear. Oh, you stud muffin. No, these aren't it. You know which ones I'm talking about, right? The ones that attack, the ones you know push your partner's buttons, the ones they hate, they despise. And all of a sudden, you start feeling like you freaking hate each other, right? Oh, my God, it's a tug of war, and I got to win, right? If my partner screams, I need to scream louder. I need to yell back, right? Uh-uh. takes one of you to stop and look at What's going on, hon? And they say, what? What's going on? I'm pissed. Can't you see? I can see that. You know what? Talk to me. Can you tell me what's going on? Ah. Will that help calm somebody down? Instead of, right, the one of the last episodes, you know, what never say to a woman, if she's yelling, screaming, whatever, and you tell her, chill out, calm down, 
she's going to want to rip your head off, right? So if you go right after the heart, go right after the soul, that you care what's going on with her. And try to almost, it's hard, I know, but ignore the anger and go after at the root, the foundations of the yelling and the screaming that's going on, right? You go after the foundations of what's going on. Maybe the hurt, the disrespect that she or he feels. Now, you know, there are situations that, you know, people have anger issues. Individuals, I'm not picking on them, but individuals bipolar disorder or some other aspects, maybe even, you know, depression symptoms or anything can you know, masquerade and come out in anger and be an attack, chip on their shoulder and all this stuff. Um, Those happen, and those need to be looked at as well. Those are significant. It could be no matter what you do, calming, relaxation aspects and trying to get hold of yourself and work on self-esteem so you can talk and you're not afraid to be vulnerable and speak. You know what? I don't feel you love me. I don't feel you want me, you love me, want to be with me, whatever. Instead of speaking from vulnerability, it comes out, right? I hate you. I can't be your miserable, right? You don't love me. You want to leave me. And you just, it sounds like a machine gun, like you're attacking. And it just, they shut down. After three words, your partner tends the tone out right the earplugs go in and ah you're at battle or if your partner maybe both of you guys are the proverbial hot ads right stubborn hot ads easy to explode these are dangerous situations however again only takes one at at a time to calm the situations down and i'm going to give more pointers and maybe more specific ideas and insights, how to calm, self-soothe, so you guys can talk, right, about the situations and get to a peaceful resolve without ripping each other apart, tearing each other down, and feeling unloved, not desired, respected, appreciated all those aspects right wouldn't you love that i would love that so i want you to be listened to not just heard but actually listened to okay i'm gonna take a short break and i will be back in a few moments this is the art of relationships radio show make sure you write this number down you can give me a call uh after the break 586-212-4196. Talk to you in a few minutes, people. Thank you for joining me.
Hey, welcome back. This is the Art of Relationships radio show with Greg Dzinski, a.k.a. Master G. And that was Olsen Jet Week, <clears throat> the song. Sorry. <laughs> um, talking back and discussing ways to reduce the screaming aspects going on and on and on. How many people also have gotten in a situation where the yelling and screaming and occurs, right, oh, my God, two, three, four, five o'clock in the morning where one partner wants to be heard so damn bad they're keeping you up all night, right, yelling, screaming, why won't you talk to me? You don't love me. You don't think I'm important to you, right? And you're like, oh, my God, take a chill pill. <laughs> Let me sleep. And they can't calm down. You look at, you know what, is this a personal issue with your partner or individual that needs maybe more professional help, maybe professional intervention. You know, like I said, it could be, you know, just some anger issues and self-esteem building that could help reduce that. Or you look at, what am I doing? I'm all about taking responsibility for our action. You know, what am I doing to cause my partner to explode, to yell and scream? Or is it just my partner. Usually with me, I get, you know, upset once in a while. I'm human too, but I'm pretty mellow. It takes a lot to tick me off and everything. And I try to look at, you know, myself. I'm not perfect, but I look at myself, you know, what can I do? If I'm going to blow up, what am I going to do? Right? Can I calm down? Can I breathe? Everybody hears that breathe. It's hard to do when you're pissed off, right? So I'm going to cover some intervention strategies that are going to help you how many people you look at that you are so used to maybe being thought of at fault or taking the blame in a relationship maybe it's a power struggle looking at one partner right wants to keep you down it's a control fetish right they yell and scream whatever right now if this is a chronic situation you need like I said, professional intervention, typically the help. You know, if we're talking with a uh, potential mental illness uh, going on that needs some help, you need to do that. Now, you know, if it gets, it's just patternistic with the relationship, you look at the, the dynamics and what you're doing to maybe cause the yelling and screaming yourself. And what can you do, even if your partner yells and screams, <clears throat> what can you do to de-escalate it, right? That's what most important. I'm going to focus on that, not so much the mental illness aspect this evening, but what can you do to de-escalate it? I mentioned before the break, one aspect is, you know what? They're yelling and screaming, hun, you know what? What's going on? You know, what's going on? Tell me, what, what are you pissed at? What are you upset at, right? Or... Can you throw right out there? Maybe you didn't do anything, but you know what? Hun, what did I do? Can you do that? Potentially, right? And maybe it'll de-escalate it because you're keying in at the foundations of what's happening, right? You got the anger stacked up and you feel attacked, belittled, all this. I get that. Can you hold on to your own self and look at maybe underneath that anger, the screaming, the yelling, it's someone that feels hurt, not respected, not loved, and you go after it. Maybe they've been holding something in. Again, that's not maybe your fault. I want to get away from the blame game in the fall. But, you know, they're looking at maybe I've been disrespected so long I can't take it anymore. Or maybe they're just a person that blows up all the time, right? Lack of respect. Or maybe lack of coping mechanisms when they do get stressed and get angry going on, okay? So how are we going to handle that situation, and then we'll be able to go from there, right? And which is a huge, huge hurdle, if you will, especially if you both are easily ignited. Can you take a break? One partner, you know, when they're yelling, screaming back and forth, can it take one? You know what? Say, hon, you know what? I need a break. Can you do that? We need a break, 
Why don't we just, can we relax, take a little breather, walk away from each other, right? You've heard this, TV shows, other radio shows, blogs, articles, you name it, uh, you heard this. Can you take a break? And what happens? One's yelling, screaming, you're trying to walk away. Maybe, right? And the yelling, screaming, the attacker, right? Screaming, I can't believe that you little chicken, you won't talk to me. You name it, okay? The name calling, the blaming starts. And you're running the other way, and they're chasing you and verbally bashing you and makes you want to go ahead and get rid of this even more, okay? Can you get away from it? Can you go ahead and most people continue to scream and yelling when you walk away because you are not saying anything. You just want to run. I get it. You want to go ahead and run, leave, get away from that situation, right? However, your partner feels that you don't love him or her, you don't respect him or her, you want to abandon, get the hell away. Well, that part's true. You want to get away when maybe your premise, your idea, the intent is you just want to calm the argument down. So can you say that? Hon, I need to calm down. I need. I don't want to get this any worse. I'm going to leave, and we'll talk about it later, okay? And what happens, right? We'll talk about it now. We're not going to talk about it later. Got it? Everybody's been through this, right? But you need to reemphasize. Maybe you can even say, you know what? I love you. I need a break. We need a break. I don't want to make it worse. We'll talk about this in a little bit. Let us cool down, okay? You say, let us cool down. And if you say, you know what? You need to cool down. You need to calm down. You need to chill out. You're coming across not your intent, but you're putting all the blame on your partner, even though maybe they're the one yelling and screaming. Put the emphasis and take responsibility to make it us, right? Us or we. We need to cool down. You know, I, I want us to cool down. You're not blaming. You're including yourself in this. It's not blaming. It's not taking the blame. However, then you need to come back and re-engage. When someone, when you say this, it's going to be a hell of a lot difficult, right? A hell of a lot difficult for you to engage or to continue, if you will, continue the arguing, the battling back and forth. It's going to be very, very difficult if you say, you know what, we need to calm down, or I love you, I don't want to fight, why don't we, we, you know, just try to relax, calm down, I want to hear what you have to say, but I don't want to yell and scream, ooh, easy, right, again, it only takes one of you to get a hold of themselves to go ahead and do this, and that is the trick, right, this is the very, very key ingredient where it only takes one of you to chill out, right? And can you go ahead and do that? Can you chill out and just get a hold of yourself? Even if you both are yelling and screaming, the name calling and stuff, and you guys, when it, you know, you're calm, relaxed, maybe not fighting, it's very difficult to do. You need to maybe agree on no name calling. You're not going to call each other stupid bitch, ass, uh, dorks, whatever. You you got your own names, uh, and you know what it feels like to get jabbed in the ribs with them, right? Sort of verbally bash, play. I can't believe you did that, you idiot. You did it, did it, did it. Again, machine gun, right? Verbal machine gun out of the mouth. You need to do that. So take a break. What happens if you hear the old adage, which I think is, <clears throat> excuse me, a bunch of crap. I'll be honest with you, right? Don't go the bad angry. How many people have tried this? When you're yelling, screaming, you know, blowing up. Oh, you know what? That's it. We're not going to bed angry. That's it. And you stop it right there. Okay. Nope. We're not angry anymore. <laughs> um impossible right it's totally impossible so is it okay that you go to bed angry right it is possible 
and it's not always unhealthy. It gives you both a chance to sleep on it, to chill out, right? When the anger, blood pressure starts pumping, everything else, right? When you start yelling and screaming, maybe even at the top of the lungs right before bed, right? Even before bed or whenever arguments happen, you know, you want to chill out. You want to be able to relax. Sometimes sleep is good. Some arguments, a lot of arguments, yelling, screaming, matches happen at night. And why, people? You're tired, stressed from the day, da, 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 all that stuff makes it easier to explode right into each other and bash each other and just rip each other apart because your patience level is low. So going to bed angry or not going to bed angry, the old adage, oh, says, I think is a bunch of crap. The philosophy behind it is good. I love the philosophy, but the practicality and the real reality of it, it's almost impossible when you guys are so upset, right? So it's okay to chill out and just relax and get a hold of yourself, and maybe that'll chill out, and then you can talk about and both take responsibility for the argument or what's going on. You know what? I'm sorry you don't think I'm listening to you. Or, you know what? I'm sorry you don't feel respected. I need to work on that. However, you know what? I don't want to get yelled and screamed at. I feel belittled. Ah, I feel ripped apart. I feel like a kid being chastised by my mom, my dad, whatever. I don't want that. You can do it in calm, right? You're speaking the old proverbial I messages. You're not putting, you need to stop that. You need to stop making me feel. You need to, right? You're taking responsibility and you're owning up to your own part of the fight, right? So going back, I guess sidetracked, sorry, but going back, you know, going to bed angry sometimes, sometimes it's okay. It gives you a chance to not make it worse, to chill out, get some rest, which you can have better patience when you wake up. You can have more of a sense of self, more calm, right? Especially after you're resting, okay? So you want to own up to your part of the fight big time. It's not a win or lose battle. And if you turn it into a win or lose, they're always feeling like you you got to win, right? I got to get my point across. I'm going to yell and scream. I'm going to make you listen to me no matter what. Good luck to you, right? The earplugs are going in, cotton balls, whatever you, whatever you have, right? Another aspect to help resolve these issues is how often do you use humor, right? And integrate that into screaming and yelling matches. Ooh, nothing more than get pissed off even more when someone's laughing at you, right? When you're yelling and screaming, right? Yelling and screaming, someone says, oh, my God, you sound just like my mom. Would that piss you off, or would that make you stop and think, or maybe even make you laugh, right? Would that piss you off even more when you're so angry, so passionate, feeling not loved, disrespected? That's why you're screaming, yelling, whatever, bashing. That's what started it. So would you feel even more disrespected, right? Would you feel more disrespected if someone's trying to integrate humor? Sometimes humor is good, and, and I love laughing. I love joking around. When someone's screaming and la- you know, sort of lashing out at you, and you try to joke with them, that might not be appropriate, right? So humor is a very, very touchy situation. There's many out there that try to integrate humor, but I think it, it establishes even a more sense of being disrespectful. Oh, they're not taking me serious. All they want to do is joke around, right? So that is a very touchy situation about integrating humor. Some people do that because it's their natural defense mechanism, right? to joke and relieve the tension because they can't handle it, right? So be very, very careful if you try to implement humor. That's one thing I I said many times. I'm a huge smartass. But when it comes to humor with yelling and screaming, 
it tends to make the other one yelling, screaming, feeling even more belittled, not important, right? And maybe not worthy and not even listen. The total opposite of what you're, what you're trying to do with the humor. I get it. You know, to de-escalate and joke around and everything, but sometimes it's going to backfire and it's going to make it even worse. Okay? How many times you yell and scream at each other, right? yelling matches, ripping each other, you rotten SOB, you mother... Get my point. How many times do you try to integrate touch into that? And I'm not talking slapping, kicking, punching each other. I'm not talking violent manners. I'm talking of loving touch, right? How many times could you even, you know, they even did this. It was so cool. Last night at the Human Awareness Institute workshop, they even touched about it. It's an old thing. When you start talking, and it tends to be vulnerable, even for guys, when you're passionate, and salesmen do this too, right? But they might be disingenuous. I want you to be genuine. You can put your hand on your chest, your heart. Hon, I don't want to argue anymore. I love you, right? Sometimes just putting your hand on the heart causes somebody to relax. Ooh, right? Some hand gestures, you sit there and you wave, calm down. You know, you do a... a motion with your hand like you're dropping it or telling them to calm down um that's gonna piss them off even more sometimes if you put your hand on your chest region or your heart not even signaling it's sort of putting your hand on heart it's a sign it's a soothing sign you didn't even say a word right it's almost a soothing aspect that helps them chill out right to calm down to get a hold of themselves. But you can also say, "Hun, you know, I love you. I don't want to yell and scream anymore. Again, you know, you're saying I. When you start saying, I don't want you to yell and scream, right? You, you, you. They're going to feel attacked, again, that you're not listening. You're only worried about your own self, not about the relationship or the marriage, right? So, Sometimes, you know, putting your hand on your chest, over your heart, is not a bad thing, right? It almost puts you in a very, what do you want to say, vulnerable stance, right? And so many people, right, yelling and screaming, you cross your arms, right? Look at body language as a way to de-escalate the yelling, the screaming, crossed arms, right? You feel defensive, you're attacking, you're on guard. And it makes the screamer or yeller maybe even feel more on guard and more wanting to break through and attack even more. So maybe don't cross your arms. Put your hand on your, maybe on your sides, on your chest and say, Hun, you know what? I need a break. We need a break to calm down. I'd love to talk to you. Make sure you say that. I want to talk to you. I love you. I don't want to yell and scream anymore. Again, you're taking responsibility. It, forget about the blame game. You know, if you wouldn't yell and scream at me, da 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 It's easy to get into this. And, and you know, we've been indoctrinated probably since birth about this, depending how we're raised and everything, about how we deal with anger and self-soothe. But... Our voice tone, our posture, our body language can maybe even create that sense of calmness, but it also can escalate the yelling and screaming even more, okay? That is huge. How many people get into the tit-for-tat and they try to one-up each other, right? The old but, although, however, right? I understand you feel disrespected. However, remember last time you did this? I felt disrespected. (laughs) How many people get into this, right? You know what? I don't, you know, I can't believe you did this. And oh my God, it really pissed me off. And now all of a sudden you say, yeah, I get that, right? But the last time you did this and it pissed me off. You didn't care about, and it's like, oh my God. It's about tit for tat. And it takes one of you 
to de-escalate the situation, right? It takes one of you to de-escalate, sorry, the situation, right? And that tells you guys are battling to be heard. Right at the beginning of the show I talked about, right? A battle to be heard that you are already getting your defense ready. You're getting your defensive stance. You're already, your retort, you're already thinking what you're going to say back without even listening to your partner. The misperceptions, everything kicks up, right? You don't want that. You want to get at the situation. You know what? I'd love to listen. However, we need a break to calm down. Because I have a hard time listening when I'm getting yelled and screamed at. Again, me. Taking responsibility for what you feel. And you're not attacking your partner that's yelling and screaming back. Easy? Hell freaking no. But with a lot of practice, it can help. Remember, a lot of people, it's so easy to get in a situation, right? When you first met. You're your own individual, right? You might have the chemistry. You might have everything else kicked up, which is awesome, right? Great. Love each other. Passion, chemistry. You're having sex three, four, five times a day. Yeah, right. Hold on. Let me wake up from that dream. (laughs) But the reality is you're two individuals, and a lot of times you forget about the third individual or the person in a relationship, and that is the relationship or the marriage itself, right? You have you, you have your partner, and you have the relationship. And so many times the yelling and screaming, it is about the individual. And then you have two people yelling, screaming, feeling attacked. You forget about the relationship. You forget about the marriage if you are in that situation. And a lot of people, they, they forget about that. And they're worried about, and maybe rightfully so, they're so worried about their own hurt, you know, their own frustration, not feeling love, not feeling desired, possibly, right? Not being listened to. That they yell and scream, it's all about them. I get it. And... Those needs are important, right? And you have a right to speak up, especially what happens if it doesn't, after many times, I, Greg, I tried talking to him. I tried talking to her calmly. Then I couldn't do it anymore because they weren't listening. Maybe they were listening. They act like they don't care, and then I couldn't take it anymore, and I blew up. That I get. Remember I said, we're all human. Me too, Right? We get angry. And sometimes when we feel like what our needs needs and wants aren't being met and the other person knows what they are, we take that, let's face it, being disrespected, they don't love us and they don't care about our needs. So what do we do? We yell and scream to fight for them. That's the wrong way of doing it, right? If our partner doesn't really care about those needs, right, Do we have to yell and scream about it? Or can we get a hold of ourselves, keep trying, or maybe we're in the wrong relationship, people, right? And how many people maybe love yelling and screaming? Greg, I love yelling and screaming and fighting. That means we can have makeup sex. That's freaking hot, and I'm all for that, right? And last thing this evening I'm going to talk about not only makeup, sex after a fight, talking about going to bed, not going to bed, angry, whatever. Like I said, I think it's, uh, in theory, it's great. In reality, practicality, it's almost impossible, right? So use it as a tool. Again, you know, you can go to bed angry, be okay, right? Maybe not talk and let yourselves, both of you, get some sleep, get some rest, And then you can maybe have the energy to go about and say, you know what, I love you. I don't want to fight anymore. I get what you're upset about. Again, my main premise in helping people is you learn from one another, right? Instead of being attacked. Okay, now going back to what I was saying before about the makeup, sex is touch, right? How difficult is it to touch somebody without 
right? Like I said a few minutes ago, without punching them, kicking them, whatever, hitting them upside the head when they're screaming, yelling at you, right? But maybe, hon, I love you. I don't want to fight. I want to listen to you. And by doing that, can you touch them with a hand? Maybe a hand on the arm? Maybe grabbing their hand. How difficult is that to do when they're yelling and screaming their lungs out at you? Do you think that would work? Maybe. Maybe it would piss them off because maybe they're thinking you're just trying to calm them down. So they shut up, right? That isn't the intent. If you're getting them and you relay and are perceived that you're just getting them to shut up like, Right? Oh, just chill out. Or maybe you say, God, would you shut up? They're going to think that, that you don't care anymore. Now, if you reinforce it with touch, grab their hand, maybe a hand on the leg, not their throat, people, right? On their arm. Usually I reference or go after, you know, a hand or an arm. And you say, a gentle touch, you know what? Hun, I love you. I don't want to fight anymore. I don't want to yell and scream. Remember? I. I don't want to yell and scream. This is about you. Right? This is about you. So you don't want to yell and scream. I don't want to yell and scream. I don't want to, you know, you better not yell and scream while you're touching them. Then you're probably going to get kicked, hit punch what I don't advocate that but it's going to escalate the situation not de-escalate it okay so maybe another avenue is maybe a touch grab their hand hon I don't want to fight I love you right I want to calm down I want us to calm down you're not saying I want you to calm down they're going to feel like you're a parent talking to a kid that you're belittling, criticizing, they're going to feel like they have no right to be pissed off or angry. Remember, I always say, you have a right to feel any way you feel. What you do with it might not be right or might not be healthy. So, you know, talk them down. Lower your voice, maybe a touch on the hand would also, hon, I don't want to yell anymore. That could be another avenue to help the situation de-escalate screaming and shouting match. Touch. Hon, I love you. And it's very difficult to do when you're getting yelled and screamed at. But this can one that can also bring, right, a de-escalation situation, calm the things down, stop the yelling and screaming, and maybe self-soothe not only yourself but your partner, and the relationship or marriage. Remember I said there's three. And a lot of times the third one often gets ignored. We talk about, you know, our partner, it's me, my feelings, whatever. Then you are you, you, your feelings. Then you look at the combination of both in the context of the relationship or the marriage. Okay? This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Thanks again to listening in for all the support out there, people. I hope everybody has a terrific holiday week, Thanksgiving coming up. Be safe, and I will talk to everybody real soon, okay? Everybody have a safe Thanksgiving. Happy uh, holiday week. Be safe. Much love, and people, be grateful out there, okay? Be very grateful. Be very kind to other people out there, and much love. Take care. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor Greg Dazinskis, also known as Master G, the art of relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners and help him with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. 
Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. 